If you would turn with me in your Bibles to John chapter 4. This is a very familiar scripture. Many of you could probably quote it. We're going to read it together this morning. Amen. John chapter 4 verse 23 says, But the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship Him. Said the hour is coming and now is. Amen. For just a little while this morning with the help of the Holy Ghost, I want to preach to you on the subject, God's favorite time. God's favorite time. Will you go to the Lord in prayer with me again? Father, we love you. God, we thank you for your presence that has filled this house today. God, I thank you for all that you are doing. God, I thank you for this opportunity. God, I pray this morning that you would anoint me, O Lord. Your word is already anointed, God, but I pray you would anoint these lips of clay. God, to deliver the word of the Lord to your people. God, that every ear and heart would be opened, O God, to receive. God, and I pray we would leave this place forever changed. God, and better because we have been in your presence. And we praise you this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, Amen. Amen, Amen. You may be seated this morning. We all, no doubt, have a favorite time. Perhaps our favorite time is our very own birthday, a day that is all about me, a day that we celebrate me. Perhaps it is an anniversary. Perhaps it is the birth of your babies. Maybe for some of us, our favorite time is Christmas time. Some of our favorite time may be Thanksgiving time because we get to just enjoy all of the wonderful food. Some of us love seasons. We love spring when new life forms. And we love winter as it brings in the temperatures that fall below 75 degrees. Some of us look back on what we call glory days. Some of us look back on what we call the good old days. Some of our favorite times have been 30 years ago. Some of our favorite times were yesterday. It is so evident to us that there are some things in our life that just mean a lot to us and they become a favorite time. Some of us perhaps had a day in the last year or month that you could look at and say, that has been my favorite time. I could ask you today, what is your favorite time? And you would all give a different answer. Because some of you may say a season, some of you may say a date, some of you may say a special occasion that took place in your life. Some of you might say it is when I get to go lay back in my recliner and take a nap. That is my favorite time. You might say it is when I am out on the lake with a fishing pole in hand and a bass on the hook. We all have a favorite time. Some of us literally have a favorite time. It is 5 p.m. when we get to check out of work on the day. 
Maybe it is 9 p.m. for all the moms when all the kids are finally down to sleep and you get just a moment of quiet sanity. Maybe it is 12 noon because that's lunchtime and you get to eat. Maybe it's an exact time. I've come to share with someone this morning that God also has a favorite time. We could look back at the very beginning of time and say, well, maybe that favorite time was creation. When God looked down over void and emptiness and he began to speak things into existence. And he said, let there be light. And there was light. When he began to speak trees and mountains and oceans and and the grass and the flowers into existence. And he began to watch as it grew and he, he watched as it just took form right before his very eyes. Maybe it was when he spoke and said, this is good. It is good. Or maybe it's when he made man and he said, it is very good. Maybe that could be God's favorite time. No, this is not his favorite time. Well, maybe it's in the days of his heroes of faith that have an entire chapter of the Bible dedicated to them. Men of God who walked, never seeing him in flesh, but yet trusted in him and heard his voice and walked with him and had faith in God. The Bible says they never even received the promises, only having seen them afar off, but yet they all died believing. Surely when there were great men of God like Noah and Moses and Abraham and Joseph, surely God could look down and say, that's when men served me. When I was not even there in flesh, they trusted me. They obeyed my word and they walked in my commandments. Perhaps that was God's favorite day. But again, I would say to you, no, that is not his favorite time. Maybe it was when he surprised the entire world and he came down as a precious baby, shocking them that he did not come as a mighty warrior and conqueror, but a precious little baby who was not born with a silver spoon in his mouth, but rather a pillow that was made of hay. Shepherds and kings came to worship him and bow down before him and bring him gifts as a child. What child wouldn't like that? Surely that happened has to be his favorite time. Maybe it was the cross. Maybe it was when he died and paid for our sins and had the devil and all the enemies laughing and scoffing as he began to take his last breath and breathe. It is finished. And from that moment would be placed in a tomb where he would be raised, not from someone else from the dead, but he himself would raise himself from the dead and live again. As wonderful as that was, and we shout and rejoice about it, and we sing about the blood of Jesus and we sing about what it is meant to us. That's great and wonderful and it is a wonderful day. It is a day we all ought to celebrate and remember, but it is not God's favorite time. As the apostolic church, we get excited when the preacher says, I want you to turn with me in your Bibles to Acts chapter 2. Immediately something gets excited in our spirit and we say, well, that's a good sermon coming up right now. That's something that we're going to celebrate today. That's the start of the church. Surely that will be something we can look at and celebrate as God's favorite time. That is where he filled men with his spirit and put his word not on tables of stone, but 
put in their hearts. That's when he did not have to meet them on the ark, but he could abide in them. He finally had redeemed man and come down and filled them with his spirit so that they could be saved. As much as we ought to shout and rejoice, that is still not his favorite time. You see, we are bound by time. We are trapped in time. We live in time every day. Everything we do is revolved around time. Every birthday, every anniversary, every meeting on our schedule, every date on our calendar, every notification on our cell phone is a reminder about the time that we have, where we're supposed to be, when we're supposed to be there. And we base our entire lives in this time that we have here on earth and everything we do is trapped in this time. We have millenniums and centuries, decades, years, months, weeks, days, hours and minutes, even seconds. We say things like, well, time is of the essence. We say time sure flies when you're having fun. We look at our growing kids and we say, time, please slow down. We say the clock is ticking. When people are getting older and have not yet conceived, they make reference to their biological clock. They say that the rest is history. We live in this time and we are bound by time. We are limited in flesh and in our short amount of time that we have. And you hear me, we are bound and limited by time. The Bible says that life is but a vapor here one moment and gone the very next. So you better take the opportunity every chance that you get. Every time the doors of the church are open. Every time somebody asks you to pray. Every time somebody calls a prayer meeting. Every time you have the opportunity to teach somebody about Jesus. Every time you have an opportunity to have devotion with your family. You've got to step back and say my time here is very limited. My babies won't always be in my home, but while they are in my home, I've got to make sure I do my very best to teach them the word of God, to teach them the importance of faithfulness to the house of God, to teach them the values of Christian living. I've got to do my very best and redeem all the time that I have. But God of all the universe He is omniscient, omnipotent, and omnipresent. He is in our past, our present, and even in our future. Today we know is Sunday, September 30th, 2018. That is our day. But God said that one day to Him is as a thousand years. And a thousand years as as one day. He does not care what day of the week it is on your calendar. He doesn't care what time it is. It matters not what season you are in right now. The only thing that matters is that God's favorite time does not change. But we in our flesh cannot escape our minds. We cannot fathom eternity. Eternity defined means infinite or unending time. 
Because we see our calendar dates ending. We close the year out and say, well, that's the end of that year on to the next year. But God says, I don't see all of that. I see the beginning and I see the ending. I was the first and the very last. I am the author and the finisher. I see everything you're going through. I don't live in your time slot. I don't live in your calendar. I have no time limits. I have nothing that binds me. I am able to move no matter what season you're in. I am able to move no matter what day of the week it is. I don't care if it's Tuesday and you're in your office behind your computer and you're sitting there crying and struggling. I can move even then. It doesn't matter that you're not in the house of God. It doesn't matter that you're not around your brothers and sisters. I can be there no matter what day of the week it is, no matter what time it is, no matter what season you're going through. But we limit God. We put God in a corner and we place Him in holding until. We keep throwing the ball to His court and we say, well, in God's timing. You ever heard somebody say that? In God's timing, we will put it on God and say, well, when God says it, I will. When God comes to me, I will. When God decides to heal me, He will heal me. When God wants me to be saved, I will be saved. When horses and chariots of fire come down from heaven, maybe then I'll respond and I'll change. But you want to know when God wants to. Do you want to know when God wants you to be healed and when God wants you to be delivered and when God wants you to be saved? It is now. It is today. It is in this season, in this service, in this storm that you're going through. It is right now. Today is the day of your salvation. Today is your opportunity. Today is the moment that you've been searching for. It's not next month. It's not next year. It's not next century. Your moment is now. God's favorite days are not yesterdays. It's not last Sunday. It's not church days only. God's favorite time is N-O-W, now. It's a three-letter word that should be very simple. And when we say it here on earth, it makes a lot of sense. When we say now, it means right now. When my mom and dad used to fuss at me and I was in trouble for something, they'd say, get over here now. It wasn't a matter of me taking my time and getting over there. Then they'd say, now. And I would boogie over there because it wasn't coming up. It wasn't in a few days. It meant right this very minute. In the flesh, we understand that. But when God's looking at you and he says, I'm wanting you to move now. I'm wanting you to worship now. I'm wanting you to receive your miracle now. He's not wanting you to delay. He's not wanting you to sit back and say, well, let me let me think about it a minute. He's saying, no, now I want you to move now. I want you to respond now. God says now and we say, well. By, by now, do you mean while I'm here on earth? By, by now, do you mean, you know, when the time is right and I, I feel it? He said, no, I, I mean now. Well, while I attend this church and while I'm still alive, is, is that what you mean by now? In the simplest way possible, 
God is not the author of confusion. When he said in his word now, he's like daddy. He means now. Do you know when Jesus performed his first miracle, he did it in a now moment. In John chapter 2, the Bible says that when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus saith unto him, they have no wine. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. His mother said unto the servants, Whatever he tells you to do, you better not argue and you just better do it. If he says jump, you better jump. If he says run, you better run. If he says shout, you better shout. You respond to whatever he says. And Jesus in that moment looks over and he sees some water pots there and he says, I want you to take them and go fill them with water. I'm sure nobody had seen Jesus perform a miracle yet. And they're sitting there saying, they didn't ask for water. They asked for wine. But you told us to go and and get these buckets and go fill it with water. But they didn't do that because his mother said, whatever he says to do, you go do it. You respond Whenever that moment is that he gives you that command, whenever you feel it, whenever he says it to you and and it's that spoken word comes forth, you respond and they take that and they scoop up the water and they take it back filled to the brim and they get it back. And he saith unto them, draw out now and bear unto the governor of the feast and they bear it. And when the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine and knew not whence it was, but the servants which drew the water knew The governor of the feast called the bridegroom and saith unto him, every man at the beginning doth set out good wine. It's good at the beginning, typically, but most of the time they'll save the best for the last. We like to say that, oh, we save the best for last. He said, every man at the beginning doth set forth good wine. And when men have well drunk, then that which is worse will come out. But thou hast kept the good wine until now. Not later, not at the end, but you have saved the best, not for last. You have brought out the best now. Right from the get-go, I'm bringing out my very best. Right at the very beginning, I'm showing you all that I have to offer. And the Bible says that they became believers that day. They began to look at it and say, God surely just performed a miracle. Notice they turned the wine that was there. They turned that water into wine because Jesus was there, not on their own abilities, not in their own accord. The best had nothing to do with the brand of wine. It had nothing to do with the pots they used or the method that they used. The best showed up when Jesus showed up. And the ruler said, many served the first bit of wine, but you have served the very best last. No, he said, you have saved the best for now. You saved the very best for now. It may be that there was some good things that happened yesterday or last month or even last year. Maybe you can recall a favorite time of yours and you say that was a good time in my life. But God is saying, I've been holding back. 
I've been sitting back and I've been watching and I've been waiting. And I've been waiting on the right opportunity. Mine hour has not yet come. I've, I've been sitting back and watching things unfold. But now, but now it's time I give you my best. Now it is time that I bring it out and present it to you and give it to you the way that, that you didn't even expect it to come. Now I am presenting you with my very best. Now I'm going to make you a believer. We go through our now moments. You say, I am in it now. I'm going through hell right now. I am living in abuse right now. I am facing addictions right now. I am depressed and oppressed right now. I am struggling now. I am dying now. I am hurting now. You hear me today. You're not the only one struggling in your now. Matthew chapter 9 verse 18 says, While he spake these things unto them, behold, there came a certain ruler and worshipped him, saying, My daughter is even now dead. Even now, my daughter is dead. Even now, we are facing something we cannot fathom. Even now, I am struggling just to be here. Even now. She's already dead. But come and lay thy hand upon her and she shall live. The Bible says when Jesus came into the ruler's house and saw the minstrels and the people making a noise, he said unto them, give place for the maid is not dead, but sleepeth. And they laughed him to scorn. But when the people were put forth, he went in and he took her by the hand and the maid arose. Even now when she's dead, he said, oh, I don't care about the even now you're going through. When I come in, when I enter in, she's not dead. She's only sleeping. And he took her by the hand and lifted her up and she rose again. Luke chapter one, verse seven. And they had no children speaking of Zacharias and Elizabeth because that Elizabeth was barren and they both were now well stricken in years. Their season has gone and passed. Their time is over. They're too old. They're done with. There's no way they're going to have a child. But the Bible says there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, He was troubled and fear fell upon him. But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard. And thy wife, Elizabeth, shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. Even now? Yes, even now. I I don't understand. We're both so old. There's no way it's going to happen. And because of his unbelief, his voice was taken from him until the day that he said his name shall be called John. The day the evidence came forth and he was able to see the promise come to fruition with his own eyes. I've come to tell you today, don't wait on that day. Even now, trust in God. Even now, say my season is not over. Even now, I'm not too old. Even now, I'm not too young. Even now,
now my season is not done. Even now God can work a miracle. Even now God can make a way where there seems to be no way. Verse 57 said, now Elizabeth's full time came that she should be delivered. And she brought forth a son. Even though they were going through their now time. Their now moment. We've all been there. Mark 4, 35 says, In the same day when the even was come, he saith unto them, Let us pass by over onto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship, and there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm. You ever been through a great storm in your life? A great storm of wind. And the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. In my storm, now things are starting to get in. Now things are starting to really go bad. Now things are starting to affect me. Now I'm getting worried because it's not just around me. Now it's coming into the place that's going to sink me. Now it's getting serious, people. Now we're not going to make it. And he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and they said unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? Don't you see what we're in right now? Don't you see us in our now moment? Don't you see what we are facing? Can't you open your eyes and wake up and realize that we are dying? Do you see the boat is filling up now? It's not a storm coming later. It's happening in my life now. And he arose and he rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased. And there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? God can speak even now. Even in your storm, God can speak peace and tell the winds and the waves to be still. John 11, Martha comes to Jesus and says, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would have not died. If only you would have been here in in my past, if only you would have been here four days ago. God, had you been there when I fell? Had you been there when I was going through that? Had you showed up when I needed you, God? But she said, but even now, even now in all of this, even now that he's been dead four days, I know that God will give you whatever you ask. Even now after you didn't show up. Even now after it's over. Even now that he stinks. Even now that it all fell apart. Even now that my marriage is crumbling. Even now that I'm I'm struggling with this addiction. Even now. Even now. Jesus told her, your brother will rise again. Yes, yes, Martha said, he, he will rise Verse 24, he will rise when everyone else rises in that last day. God, I I believe you what you're saying, but just right now is not the right time. But you're going to speak 
one day and you're going to come back again and then something's going to happen. Then I believe in the last days when you begin to pour out your spirit and revival's just taking place like crazy and, and maybe then my son and daughter will come back. Maybe then they will rise from their sleep. Maybe then they will get a hold of it. Maybe then on the last day in that time frame, maybe then. And God's looking there and he's saying, I, I'm not limited by days. I am not limited by time. He looks at her and he said, I am the resurrection and the life right now in your present moment right now in your situation i'm not going to be the resurrection i am the resurrection i'm not going to bring life in the future i've come to bring life today right now i am the resurrection and the life i know what it looks like i know he's been in there four days i know that was in your past but when i showed up all things are possible. When I showed up, I could speak to that tomb and say, Lazarus, come forth. And the Bible says that he came walking out with grave clothes on. I know now it doesn't look good, but now is when God wants to do it. Now is when God wants to move. Even now, even in your struggle and your heartache. Now, John 5, 25 says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the hour is coming. And now is. Now is when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God. And they that hear it shall live. John was speaking here in two senses. One was the literal death. There is going to be a time where God speaks and the dead raise again. But he was also speaking of a spiritual death. And he said the hour is coming. And now is that time. When there are those that are sitting on the pew and they are dead. When there are those that are home right now that didn't come to church today. They are hurting and they are dying and they feel like no one cares. They feel like all hope is gone. They feel like their now is just too hard. They feel like even now it's too difficult. They're they're in a storm. They're in a struggle. But he said when the dead shall hear the voice of God. They that hear it shall live. They're going to be sitting there one day dying in themselves, struggling, but they're going to hear the voice of God and something's going to become of their dead body and they're going to stand up again and rise again. John knew something that we did not. In John 9, Jesus heals a blind man and they that are there, they're trying to figure it out. They said, well, we saw him put mud on his eyes and and he something with spit and then he wiped it and told him to go wash himself and cleanse himself and now he's come back hollering and hooping saying that he can see but what we're trying to figure out is if he showed up blind if he came onto the scene blind just a moment ago how is it that he now is saying that he sees if he showed up with the issue at the beginning of service How is it now that he doesn't have that issue any longer? They start probing him about Jesus and they say, I I, want to know, what do you think about Jesus? Is he a sinner? Is is he is he really real? Did he really do this? Are you a phony? He said, "I, I can't say I know all about him. 
I can't say I know the ins and outs about God and why He does what He does and who He is. But I can say this. I showed up blind, but now I see. Before over here, I was going through something. But when Jesus showed up, now I see. I was blind, but now I see. I was hurting, but now I'm healed. I was depressed, but now I'm delivered. Something happened when Jesus showed up. Now. Luke 6.21 said, Blessed are they that hunger now, for you shall be filled. Blessed are ye that weep now, for you shall laugh. Jesus shared this beatitude, but we quote it wrong all the time. We say, Blessed are the hungry, for they shall be filled. Blessed are they that weep, for they shall laugh and rejoice. That's not what the Word said. Go back and read it again. Luke 6.21 Blessed are ye that hunger now, for you shall be filled. Blessed are ye that weep now, for ye shall laugh. Right now in this moment, is there anybody in the house that's hungry? Is there anybody in the house that's ready to rejoice? That's ready to laugh? That's ready to shout and jump and worship? Even now, even now I hunger. Even now I want to be filled. Even now I want to rejoice. I know I've been through storms. I know I've been through struggles. Even now. Now I'm facing adversity. God, but you said those that hunger now, those that hunger now shall be filled. You can remain standing. Romans 8 and 1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Romans 13, 11, And that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we first believe. Second Corinthians 6 and 2, For he saith, I have heard thee in a time, accepted. And in the day of salvation I have succored thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Isaiah 43 verses 18 and 19. He said, remember ye not the former things. Neither consider the things of old. Don't worry about what used to be. Don't worry about how you your past looks. Don't worry about what you faced. He said, behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers and in the desert. You're looking for the right time. It's now. You've been waiting on the right service. It's now. You've been waiting on the moment to go and worship Him. It's now. Our text says the hour cometh. It's going to come. And then it happens really quickly. The hour cometh. Hold on. And now is. We speak things sometimes and God says, all right, you're hungry for it. Well, here it is. Well, I didn't know it was going to happen that fast. The hour cometh and now is. Now is the time. When the true worshipers. Do we have any worshipers in the house this morning? 
shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. I know many of you have seen this thing right here before. Anybody ever seen this? Some of you can't see what it is. You're so far back and you don't have your glasses. But this fella right here went to Lambert's home of the throw roll last year. Anybody ever been there? You need to go if you haven't. When I saw this round chip that on the front says T-U-I-T. To it. Anybody ever seen a to it before? This is a to it. On the back it says guard it with your life. As to it's are hard to come by. Especially the round ones. This is an indispensable item. It will help you become a more efficient worker. For years we have heard people say, I will do it as soon as I get around to it. And now that you have one, you can accomplish all of those things you put aside until you got around to it. I've come this morning to say that many of us have said, I will pray through when God says it's time. I will get right with God when He is ready for me to get right with Him. I'll go on a mission trip when He is ready. I will answer the call when God is ready. I will respond when God is ready. I'll teach Sunday school when God is ready. I'll teach a Bible study when God is ready. I'll get delivered when God is ready. I'll do whatever He needs me to do when He is ready. For all of those that have ever said that, here is my response for you today. The time that you have been waiting for is God's favorite time. It is right now. Right now is your moment of victory. Right now is your moment of deliverance. Right now is the time for you to teach a Bible study. Right now is the time for you to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Would you respond now? Would you come up to the front now? Would you worship Him now? Don't wait on a better day. Don't wait on a better opportunity. Today is the day. Now is your moment. Victory is here. Freedom is here. Deliverance is here.